Blog Talk Radio. Most pleasant good morning, good morning, good morning. Monday morning, guess what? Is it 10 o'clock? You know what time that is? That's time for another edition of the episode of Coffee Shop Conversation segment with our good friend Jed Chichinko in California. Good morning, Jed. Hey, ATN and Shatila, good morning. I'm excited to be back with you guys again today. Good to hear that, good to hear that, and good to hear you too. I say good morning to Shatila. Morning, Eighteen. Morning, Jim. Good morning. <laughs> great, great. We're all back together again. Whoopee. Another week has gone by, and there we are again. So, Mr. Chichenko, <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> Today, so formal this morning. Well, Mr. I'm trying to be as creative as can be in holding conversation. <laughs> And that's our topic today, creative conversations with families. And I guess that's based on your new book, isn't it? It is, based on my new book, which is available for pre-order right now. Um, it's actually available in paperback. The paperback's good to go. And the ebook will be um, available one week from today. So I'm doing the big countdown and very excited about wow. this one. Wow. Before Man, we dive in... Into all the deep stuff, though. I want to get caught up on you guys. You had the big, big summer move this week. <laughs> I heard about all that, but let's get get into it. Wow. So How'd you come up to Atlanta, safe and sound. Oh, all right. We're gonna jump right into the book. Yes, please. How'd you get, come up with the topic? So this is the second book in the series. Um, First one is 131 Creative Conversations for Couples, and that's a book that I wrote earlier this year. And Jenny and I, when we dated, one of the things that I did is I went down to the local Barnes & Noble and found a book with all sorts of questions and conversation starters um, just for people who are dating, want to get to know each other better. And I kept the book in my car, and we had – we had a blast just going through the questions one by one. Um, oh, my goodness. took the book to coffee shops, to restaurants, went through a question or two while we waited for, waited for dinner, took it to the bay one day, and that was really fun. We just took the turns passing the book back and forth, finding a question, asking it, and um, finding out more about each other. So wow. we enjoyed doing that so much, I thought, this would be really fun to pass on to other couples because um, as a marriage and family therapist, I love asking questions. So I thought, wait a minute, I, can, I bet I can come up with some really good, really fun, engaging questions. Yeah. And so that was my goal. Okay. So with 131 Creative Conversations for Families, I thought, okay, I can also do this for kids and for our family because I love oh. talking to my girls. And as yeah. a busy parent, I know and one of my weaknesses is I can get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of life, I just look up at the end of the day and think, where on earth did the day go? 
Yes. But every I time I put my schedule on pause and slow everything way down and just connect and engage with my kids, I'm always amazed at how much I learn from them and how much <laughs> really? I learn about them. I think the other side of it, too, is I'm a dad, and typically guys tend to be doers. I wrote a book once that says, as guys, we like to develop relationships side by side, whereas a lot of times um, moms will be more prone to develop uh, relationships face-to-face. So a lot of times moms will sit down for coffee, sit down for tea, do the tea parties. As dads, we like to be hiking, fishing, you know, out and about on the go, building something. So I thought, well, what a great way to encourage dads to keep doing the side-by-side stuff, keep doing the yeah. hiking, fishing, um, working our cars together, building stuff, but also add in some really deep conversation while you're there side-by-side. And so that's something I'm working on with my girls. This is a book that I'm going to keep in our car. And we're going to go through a question or two um, on the way to school, on the way back to school, on the way to soccer practice, while we're hiking, just kind of wherever we are when we're out and about together. Kind of a good excuse to to engage in in deep conversation, too. Yes. Well, fantastic. That's a good way to do it. All right. Shatila, as a mom, what do you think? Are moms more more likely to engage in conversations face-to-face and dads are out doing stuff? I didn't hear the first part you said, Jed. You said, are moms what? So I read a statement once that said that moms are more likely to engage engage in relationships face-to-face. They'll do coffee, get your nails done together. Uh, Dad, mm-hmm. who'd like to be doing? Well, yeah, I very much so agree with that. I think moms are more hands-on um, versus dads, um, in a sense. Depends on, you know, the work environment or work ethic of the father. But I think, you know, moms are more involved, engaged, and you know, she has to be the person to wear multiple hats at one time to make sure everything is going to float. All right. So this is definitely a book for dads who want to be more engaged and want to know how to get more engaged. But we're, and that's we're going to, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute Jeff. Before we go any further, let me say happy belated happy Father's Day to you yesterday. Thank you. We had some really good Father's Day moments. The highlight was doing a superhero I hero run. We all all dressed up in our superhero shirts and did a 3K and brought four wow. guns. And they had they had the villains sitting there ready to ambush you every every <laughs> half mile or so. So wow. it was it was fun. That was that was definitely the highlight. In your superhero shirts, wow, that's pretty cool. Did you take pictures? Yeah. We took we took lots of pictures. I'll have to put them up. Okay. Jenny even found a little superhero outfit for a toddler. So she's running around with her um, squirt gun and just big old smile on her face and little cape <laughs> hanging off her back. Wow. Interesting. That was Very fun. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Glad to hear that. All right. So here's what I do in the book. I take... 13 family values and create a series of 10 questions for each value because I don't want this just to be frivolous conversation. Um, Really what I want to do with my girls is have a conversation that's going to add meaning and and value to their lives and help develop their character. And um, 
So I thought today maybe we could pick a couple questions. I always want to get to know more about you guys, and um, let's go through <laughs> some of these together. You make me laugh when you say that. You want to hear more about me. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Okay. So here's something I don't know about you. Atan, I'm going to toss this first one to you. This is my very first question in the book, and it's under um, category of fun conversations. Proverbs 17.22 says, a cheerful heart is good medicine. And um, I see that over and over again. You know, families who play together, laugh together, have fun together. There's really something about joy and laughter and fun that solidify that bond like nothing else does. So here's my first fun conversation starter. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? And how would you use this power to serve others? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Here is it. uh, No. So let's start with my superpower. superpower If you have any superpower, what would you do? Yeah, my superpower would be to continue have a zapper that will zap people with laughter and humor. Because people who are laughing and who have humor, who can look at the world and chuckle at it, look at something upside down, still see it's funny, are people who are not depressed. Because depressed people are the ones who mope around, who are down, who bring others down, who get very little done or accomplished. They're the ones who... When it gets bad enough, they no longer want to live. And in the process, they may take out their family. When I say take it, I mean hurt and put an end to the life of the family members and themselves. Mm-hmm. So if we have a zapper machine that will give people a dose of laughter whenever, however often they need it, they won't be in the depression mode. And that would be my contribution to the world. Oh, what a cool superpower to have. (laughs) Superpower, okay. Well, I think my superpower would be to be able to make sure that everybody is within a safe haven and protected from ill will people. I think if I could save the world, I would. So that would be a superpower I wish to have. (laughs) So ATM with that. Super laughter superpower and Shatila with the super healing superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, only, the only question left remaining, Jed, is what costumes will we wear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are putting me to shame. Um, right now, I was you thinking, mean? you're so creative. I kept thinking, if I could have a superpower right now, I just want an extra set of arms. I need to be able to do more at once. Uh, but you know what? I have two or three set of arms. arms. Wait, wait a minute. With the extra set of arms, you get extra tired faster. <laughs> oh, maybe an extra set of arms and an extra energy boost, too. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm with you on that one, Jet. I was thinking <laughs> if I could hold the baby tight, read a book, and make phone calls after, all at the same time. I'd be in heaven right now. (laughs) You need to take a lesson one-on-one and multitasker from Shatila. She's a master multitasker. (laughs) (laughs) If I didn't, would nothing get done. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, Shatila, 
this next one then is for you because next chapter in the book is all about gritty conversations. And this is kind of a new um, new personality trait, new family quality that psychology is really honing in on. Um, it started with somebody by the name of Angela Duckworth who was a high school teacher. Now she's a psychology professor. And what she noticed is the smartest and brightest students weren't always the ones excelling in the class. Um, just because you had a high IQ didn't mean that you were going to ace the class. In fact, right. other students were coming in who weren't necessarily as smart, but, man, they would sit down, they would do the work, they would push themselves. Um, when it felt overwhelming or the information felt like it was too hard, they would go to a coffee shop, break out the books, and study hour after hour after hour and keep pushing themselves forward persistently. And those were the ones who were excelling. And so we're finding out more and more that it's gritty students, gritty families, gritty kids who are doing the best in school and doing the best at work. Yes. Well, I think when you have a lack of resources or a lack of a support system um, and you have to be self-motivated, that in itself um, make you have discipline and be hungry to excel at whatever it is you're trying to do you know, versus someone else that has the path laid out for them. I believe that you have to work harder when you don't, when you have odds against you versus a support system to motivate you. Just a personal thought. I like it. <laughs> so I put Galatians 6, 9 as a key verse. We must not grow weary and doing good for in due time we'll, we will reap if we do not give up. And I love that last part that focuses on just not giving up. Not giving up, son of to do it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not optional. <laughs> wow. What do you think? All right, so, Shatila, this mm-hmm. one goes out for you, and I thought this would be a great conversation for parents to have with their kids. If you get discouraged and stop moving towards your goal, how would you like your family to encourage you? Well, I think that. Um, a way that family can encourage you to continue on along your path is to remind you of why you initially started. Because for you to stop, you know, in mid-sentence or for you to stop halfway through whatever your goal is, that's not going to get you any closer. In fact, you're pedaling backwards. So I think that they should remind you of why you started. Um, and, again, that can come from the family or within because you have to motivate yourself before anybody else can. But a reminder would be, you know, for you to go back memory lane and, again, remember why you set forth out for what it is that you wanted to accomplish. Absolutely. I like that. A great way to encourage yourself, too, to go back and kind of refocus on why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. Go back to the basics. And for me, along with that, is a zap of humor. <laughs> The human man. The human zapper. <laughs> you and this zapper. And you have one. Get started at this. <laughs> you are so right, though. <laughs> Sometimes having someone to joke with you and laugh with you just makes a whole day better. Yeah. And the good thing is to stay around positive-minded people, you know, you know, and you also want to stay engaged with your family and always let them know what's going on. I think, you know, if you can't get self-motivated, be around people that can motivate you. It really does make 
such a big difference. And that was that was actually going to be what I was going to say. That was going to be my answer is when I get discouraged, just how then? Um, family to cheer me on, say, Dad, keep going. We believe in you. You know, we think this is worth it. That's that's hugely motivating for me. Jed, I'd like to make a little distinction there for our audience, listeners. We often use the term people motivate us. And technically that's not correct because people can motivate us all they want to and if we're not ready to be motivated, it won't work. So basically what we're saying, what we should be saying is we have to pull together from inside a desire to do something better. Once that is rolling with the punches, then everything else will fall into place. Yes, if we, the outside people, create a motivational environment, then people will respond to it a lot better. They can pick up and move forward. Make sense? Definitely makes sense. I know we put it, if we're in the right train, going in the right direction, then it's a lot easier to get to a goal. But we have to get on any train and people say, oh, yeah, eat this, eat this. This will help you. This will help you do this. Use this pill. Use this. What do we do? We get, we get to bog down with different people approaching us. We lose track of where we want to go. Yeah, that support system is so important. All right, guys. Let's go on to the next one. Okay. All right, ATN, I think this chapter is especially for, for you. Um, oh, thank you. Got an entire chapter on happiest conversations. You have my name on it? <laughs> I should put your name on it. I should call it the 18 chapter. <laughs> Superhero, zipper zapper chapter. <laughs> you and I must think a little bit alike, though, because, you know, when it comes to happiness, happiness is contagious. Um, we rub off on each other. And I think I've yeah. said before, one of the highlights of my day is coming home from work and walking in the front door and seeing my girls' faces light up and hear them squeal with the light. Daddy's home. And, yeah. you know, see Jenny's face light up. There's something about even if I'm exhausted and tired and think, man, I just can't wait to go lie down on the couch and crash out and not think anymore. As soon as I step through the door and see a happy family there, I'm re-energized and ready to go again. Yeah. So happy people really do make the best leaders, parents, and friends. So these are conversations that are really meant to help our family focus on things that are going right and to grow family happiness. Right. All right, so one, one question I've got is, what is one of your happiest memories and what made this time so great? Oh my goodness! You make me go back into the <laughs> memory <laughs> memory lane. Oh my gosh! One of the happiest moments. Okay. Oh lordy. Well, what comes to mind is Ventura, California, my second year of college at Ventura College, right there in Ventura, the town. But what was happy was it was the best summer I've ever had, because although I was a new arrival in California. I spent the, full, the whole entire year in my second year of college. But in that period of time, I accumulated friends after friends after friends. And we all got together and had beach party after beach party after beach party. The whole time was one beach party after another. We even had friends of friends 
one of the guys was in uh, the Navy stationed in Alaska, was down in Port Wyanimi, I think for TDY, mean temporary duty. And he came along and joined us. And he was a disc jockey, and he started playing the music for us when he got back to the station because he had such a good old time. I mean, things like Cronion Hunt was new to me, a new adventure. I was doing with friends. I went <laughs> not only going to the beaches in daytime, but we went to the beach at nighttime and built up bonfires and sat around, drank and sang and had a good old time. Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing out of the, uh, out of the legal way of doing things. We were just a bunch of college students getting together and having a good old time. And that was the best experience I think I could recall as a youngster growing up. Oh, those days are fun. Yes. Well, um, I would say my most memorable moments is when I went to St. Thomas the first and second time. Um, I was able to see how diversity, diverse, you know, their island is. I was also able to see the travel uh, tourism part versus the part where the um, residentials, the locals live, and it's a complete, you know, difference. And it was to me an um, an eye opener to see where the tourist people go um, is very nice versus where the locals live. You know, it's not so nice. But I was able to see how their governor government works and how they um, have a lot of um, things that are different more so than the state. So I would think that was like one of my most exciting things that I've experienced this far. So what was your what was your favorite part of that? It sounds like to me it's the learning, the travel, the seeing new things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, like carnival, seeing how they do, you know, seeing all the creative colors and the festive things they had going on. I've never seen anything like that over here, um, as well as seeing well, all the people. That carnival was fun, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeing all the people engaged and involved in the community coming together to have a carnival, I think that's very nice and something that we should partake over here in the state. The only part you didn't particularly like was the fish that was cooked whole. With the eyes still in it. <laughs> no, thank you. I would no, try that. You. I would try that one day. I think it might creep me out a little bit, but... Yeah. Right ahead, Jay. Go for Jay. Yeah, Jay. Good job. <laughs> no, thank you. Now, does it taste better that way? No, I don't think it makes any difference. But people always complain they want their money's worth, so it's cooked with the head on. I was told from the locals over there that the eyes and the brain was the best part of the fish, and no, thank you. That, that's a personal preference. <laughs> but some of the fish have meat. In their cheeks, and that's a good soft end of meat. Oh, my God. moving on. Feeling <laughs> you didn't try it? No fish eyes, no fish brains? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it's, it's changing her, her, her mood. No. Let's move on to something else. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there's so many, it's, it's hard to pick just one. Um, for me, at least. Well, not too far away, happy memory was um, asking Jenny to marry me and having her say yes. And it was an overcast day. We went to the bay at a pretty fancy restaurant, at least fancy for us anyways, and it was right next door to the pizza place where we had our very first date. Wow. um, 
we had dinner. I pulled out a photo album I had made on um, Shutterfly with some of our happiest memories on it. And yeah. went through and just looked at it together, laughed, talked about some of the great times that we had, and then proposed and asked her to marry me. And I just remember feeling so happy, so excited when she said yes. And we, from there, started planning the rest of our lives together, um, calling friends and family to let them know, and just celebrating that the rest of the day. Wow, how nice. Right. A story within a story. How sweet. (laughs) Exactly. I lucked out. Definitely married up. <laughs> you sound like a Walt Disney story waiting to go on on, on the silver screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another section. They, oh, go, another section I got in there is spiritual conversations. So I start each each chapter with a quote. This one's from Abraham Lincoln. And he said, I believe the Bible is the best gift God has ever given to man. All the good to the Savior of the world communicated to us through this book. And I thought, what a great quote from a very great man. A lot of value in having spiritual conversations with our kids. Mm-hmm. And as a former children's pastor, I know sometimes that can be difficult. Um, sometimes it's easier to take our kids to Sunday school and think, okay, the Sunday school teacher will will handle it, but um, God and faith is way too important to pass on to somebody else. I know mm-hmm. as a parent, I need to have more more spiritual conversations with my own kids. Yeah. So here's one that's kind of fun. I thought for spiritual conversations, I would start the book off with uh, just something light and fun and engaging. If you could travel back in time and have lunch with one biblical character other than Jesus, who would you eat with and why? That's easy for me. I would have to go with Peter. Peter was all mouth and little action until he got motivated or encouraged or stimulated. He was going to go out and save the world for Jesus, and he chopped off the man's ear. <laughs> Jesus told him, hey, slow down, Peter, slow down. That's another way to go about it. Another situation well, you know, there's a situation where Peter failed, but he still succeeded because he didn't give up. He was sincere, but he was awkward. He was clumsy, but he was devoted. And I think that's amazing because although he had the right intention and he went about it in the wrong way, Jesus worked with him and helped him calm himself down and work in the right way. So he got a lot of motivation from the one, number one motivator. Or should I say the perfect motivator? I like that. Somebody who really had to learn to channel his motivation. Well, I think I would have a conversation with, what was the lady named Ate the Fruit? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it now. Why did she do it? I don't forget. It's just dumb flaw. It's all the lady's fault. <laughs> yeah, I think we would have a conversation on why she um, was even thinking about doing that. That's all. <laughs> that would be an interesting. I would like to sit in on that conversation. 
tell you what, we'll record it for you. <laughs> good, good segment right there. Shatila sets Eve straight. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I think I would have a whole Hi. army behind me as well. Huh, Shatila <laughs> tells Adam what he should have done. I like that. <laughs> Like we would have had to explore more options together. <laughs> yeah. Option one, option two, over there to option 100. <laughs> I guess for me, I think it would be the Apostle Paul, just as he is somebody who has just such a rough past, wanted to do what was right, ended up completely doing what was wrong, and then flipped yeah. his life absolutely around. You know, somebody who was one of the um, biggest persecutors of Jesus, of Christians and somebody who was very against Jesus and then became one of the most dedicated and passionate followers of Christ and really had to yeah. overcome that um, negative reputation, yeah. negative past in history and um, ended up turning it around and becoming a champion in the faith. So I admire the yeah. way he was able to um, take his past and totally transform it. And that's something that really resonates with me right now. Good. Wow. All right, guys, I have, it's a time where I've got to go back and dive back into doing the, the daddy thing. Okay. Yeah, we appreciate everything you've done along the way, and we like the way you look at it. And you have us and everybody listeners look at a new way, a different way to look at how to improve our relationships, our families, and our Christian walk with the Lord. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye, Dan. Hey, Tina. Shatila, thank you. I love hanging out with you guys and talking and chatting. So can't wait for next good. Monday. Very good. All right. See you next week. Okay, my friend. Take care. All the best. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week. All right. Folks, until next Monday at 10, this is Shatila. And at 10, saying so long to Jed, who will be with us again next Monday at 10 Eastern Time. Of course, you know, we're across the Internet. Across to the, the country, so we have 7 a.m. Pacific time, 8 Mountain time, 9 Central, and 10 a.m. Eastern until the light saving time ends. So until next week, we say so long, keep your head high, and keep reaching for the best you can be. So long, folks.
could fly. 